Women Taking the Lead, Episode 204. So much of what happens to us makes us who we are and helps us make the decisions that we make. And yes, I wish that I would have known myself better earlier, but there's so much of what has happened to me and the choices that I've made that have made me the person that I am and able to speak the things that I speak that I wouldn't change. I think I would listen more. I would really, I think I would have done much better had I been a little more observant of the people in the world around me, a little more empathetic when I was younger. I would say work hard and look forward, but be present. Just enjoy where you are. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Have you grabbed your copy of my best-selling book, Accomplished, How to Go from Dreaming to Doing? Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash accomplished to access the secrets to achievement and success. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Your website tells a story about your business. At Zebra Love Web Solutions, Millie and her team are going to make sure your website tells the story you want your customers to hear. Connect with Millie at ZebraLoveWebSolutions.com to create the impression you want to make. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Tara Lynn Foster, who is a leadership development speaker, consultant, and coach. After 20 years climbing the corporate ladder, she took the risk to start a new career helping other professionals push past barriers and accelerate success in practical and meaningful ways. Tara has presented concepts of confidence, charisma, and leadership to audiences ranging from Fortune 500 companies to regional organizations and nonprofits. When she isn't speaking, consulting, or coaching, Tara enjoys spending time at home with her husband and three kids or on a sandy shore in a beach chair alone with a pen and paper contemplating her future bestseller. I cannot wait for that, Tara. (laughs) So, Tara, as you know, this is just a little introduction to everyone, but I always like to hand the microphone back over to you so you can tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. Jody, I am so thrilled to be talking to you today and so grateful to have a chance to have a conversation with you. Thank you so much. I'm such a fan. So yes, I have a background in corporate and made this big career move. Uh, it's going to be a three-year anniversary at the end of this, at the end of February, which will be awesome. Um, but, you know, I started out moving around a lot as a child uh, for different reasons. Uh, my dad had different jobs in different cities, and it's a part of my story, but too long to tell <laughs> right now. But we moved around a lot and ended up uh, in Arkansas when I went to school. And so I went to a really small um, Baptist university in Arkansas. And this is important because uh, of where I ended up before I left the corporate world. So I ended up in this small university. It was a great experience. Um, but when I graduated, I took lots of different jobs that would allow me to do different things and learn different things. So I've done everything from um, Oracle, database, SQL programming, Unix programming, uh, marketing information, process design, um, I've been on site with clients. I'm in a client relationship manager. And um, so I moved around to different roles and it was always great as long as I could learn something new. 
And so eventually I ended up at a large financial institution here in Charlotte. And even within that financial institution, I found that every eight to 12 months, there would be some other assignment that really interested me or that I was getting bored in my current role. So I would go to this new assignment and learn something new, get bored, and then go to a new assignment. And somewhere along the way, um, through several different experiences, I just got to the point where there were some some things that were consistent in each of those roles that I really, really liked, but no one role allowed me to do everything that gave me energy and fulfillment. And that's why I do what I do today. That's a great realization. Now, I don't think generally, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to like paint everyone in the same picture, but it's, not often I chat with somebody who has that level of awareness of their career where they're like, I love this, this, and this, and I don't love this, this, and this. How can I find a job or create a position or start a business where I get to focus on the things I'm good at and the things I love? And from the conversations we've had, we had before hitting record, you love what you're doing right now. <laughs> like you get jazzed by it. And I even commented you to you that, wow, not everyone feels that way about that kind of work, but you're clearly in the right place because of the passion you feel and the fulfillment that you get. Um, And so when we were talking about it, because it's so fun for you, because you're so passionate about it, you're super confident. You know, when you go into a company to do leadership development or trainings or connect with people and coach them, you're probably on top of the world because you know what you're doing, you love the work, and you can see the difference that you're making. You know, what's interesting about that, and I I love that you, you say that confidence is one of those areas that I end up talking about a lot and how we can build our confidence or use our confidence or um, bring it out from where it's hiding in the corners of our psyche, mm-hmm. um, but in very practical ways. And the reason that I, I'm just smiling, you can't see this, but I'm smiling on the other side because I so overprepare when I go into these corporate assignments and I know my stuff and I've reviewed my notes. I still feel nervous and I still have the conversation in my head of you're going to be great. This audience needs to hear what you have to say. You're here to serve these people. This is not about you. You're going to be fine. You're going to be great. You know, I'm still talking to my inside voice. Thank you for for reminding me that this is going to be scary. Thank you Mm -hmm. for reminding me that I might forget some lines and thank you for trying to keep me safe, but I've got this. Yeah. And you know, Tara, I find that, you know, my own definition of what confidence is and what it looks like keeps evolving. But one thing I love that you said that one thing I've, I've gotten very clear on is being confident doesn't mean you don't get scared. Right. Right. That you don't get the butterflies. It's more just a sense of you're on the right path. You're doing the right thing. Like you're going to be okay at the end of the day. Yes. You know, you might screw up a little bit here and there and make mistakes, whatever. Right. But, but at the end of the day, you will have delivered, you know, and accomplished your goal. If we focus on what we're there to deliver and how we're there to serve and we can be present in that moment. Um, I, I think it helps to turn the focus to the people 
who, who are hearing your message mm-hmm. as well. But that confidence, it's everybody defines it a different way. And I've even had some people tell me, oh, I don't need to learn how to be confident. I'm already confident. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, well, clearly you don't need my services. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what I call it is situational confidence that sometimes we get into certain situations where we start to lose our nerve. That doesn't mean that we're not capable. It doesn't mean that we're not made of the kind of stuff that can move through any given situation. But in this one moment, maybe we question ourselves for some reason and we need to find a way to pull it up from inside and put it out there for the world to see that this is the stuff we're made of. And that's the situational confidence that I try to help people find practical ways to pull out. Mm. And this is a perfect segue, Tara, because you know, it's coming, you know, (laughs) where we start off with is right at the bottom, like the opposite of confidence, those times when, you know, and it's not even necessarily a lack of confidence. Sometimes it's just a lack of awareness of what we're capable of causes us to play small, right? To hold ourselves back. We're not going for the big dream. We're not going for the big goal. We're not putting ourselves out there. But, you know, sometimes it's just that we're on autopilot and we think, okay, I can do this and I'll stay here for now. But that's playing small. So Tara, if you could share with us your own playing small moment, tell us the story around it and the lessons you've learned. Hmm. So I think, you know, I was thinking through this question um, because I do like to prepare (laughs) before. So I I was trying to think of a playing small moment. um, And there really, I think, have been so many times where I've had to choose what I'm going to do. I think the most recent one would have been back when I was in corporate. I had a goal to make it to an executive title before my son hit kindergarten. Um, so he was five. My second born was three and my third was 18 months. And I found a job within the financial institution that put me in an executive role. And I was thrilled. I went for it was an area I wasn't familiar with. When I took that position, I didn't realize what the role really meant. And so there was this one point in time when um I was meeting with my manager and working on a project. My husband was in grad school. My kids were in daycare. He had a study group. It was my turn to pick them up that night. What I didn't know was that my manager was expecting me to stay until the work was done. So when I surprised her with this statement of, I've got to leave at six to go get my kids, I got a look. And then she said, what's your husband doing tonight? And I just withdrew. And I answered as plainly as I could. But at that moment, I knew that my role was threatened because I was putting a limitation out there. And so I didn't say anything. And I was quiet. And I stayed until 630 because the daycare had a little bit of wiggle room for me. Um, And so that role ended up being a little challenging for me because every moment after that one, I was trying to prove 
that I was reliable, that I was um, capable, that I was um, fit to do this job. And really, if I were playing big, I would have recognized that this was not the right role for me. So as it turned out, that role kind of shifted and moved and I was reassigned. And three years later, I finally made the decision to leave corporate. But that was one of those moments, that playing small moment that chipped away at my confidence, that um, made it difficult for me to make bold, strong, brave moves. Wow, Tara, <laughs> you like there was just a moment of like silence. I could just feel my body just really getting in tune with what you were saying because I think we can relate to that moment where we're seeing that the situation that we're in is not a good situation for us, you know, and we've all been there before too. Instead of recognizing it and making a move and making a change, we try to conform. Right. And fit into a small box, you know, to put our own needs way aside, you know, to prove God knows what, you know, like in your case, to prove that that you were reliable and you were the woman for the job and that you were 100 percent committed when the reality was it just wasn't the good job for you. And how do you take those lessons and, and, and keep them alive today? So. One of the things that I do with my um, current business partner, who happens to be my husband, he, he is by default, he's unpaid, but he's <laughs> my business partner. Um, but one of the things I've carried forward is I need to communicate better. I need to do what I can to not surprise the people who are important to me, whether it's my manager or my family or my friends. So uh, like the past week and a half, I've been preparing for three speaking engagements that are all happening within one week. And my husband and I have, have been planning. I'm, I'm going to be absent. I'm not going to be around. I already have a day on the calendar after all these are done where it's like, I'm not doing any work mm -hmm. so that I can re-engage and be present with my family. But we all know that that's happening. Um, so, so communicating in advance and helping people understand. And this is whether you're you're in the workplace or you're on your own is having that ability to just be clear about expectations. The thing is that in especially in corporate, it takes courage to do that, because when you say when you create a boundary, you are saying no to something so that you can say yes to something else. And sometimes putting that one thing down that you have to say no to, it can have a cost associated with it. Mm -hmm. So it takes a lot of courage in that respect. So communication was one of the things that I took away. And the other was, you know, that's an experience that I look back on. Um, and I think about as one of those ways that I came to this slow and steady realization that my path didn't belong in corporate anymore. Not at that season. And, my, you know, that season was coming up. It was that situation that happened. It was the kind of work that I was doing in the next role. It was the limitation to how far I could progress up the ladder. Um, it was, it, you know, it just 
when you say, um, when we said before about the self-realization and, you know, not a lot of people get there, you know what, um, failure and hard knocks will, will do wonders for self-realization mm-hmm. <laughs> and getting kicked in the teeth a couple of times or, you know, feeling empty more than you feel full when you go to your office every day, um, gives you a lot of time to think about why that is. And so in that one experience, I would say I look back on it as a good learning experience. Um, from a practical perspective, it's great uh, to, to use that to illustrate and understand the importance of communication and not surprising the people you work with and the people you care about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it just kind of, it's become so uh, knit into the whole story of why I'm doing what I'm doing today. It, it kind of lives and breathes with me. And Tara, if you could share with us another time in your life, another story of a wake up call, you know, the last one probably was very much a wake up call, like, whoa, this is, this isn't, you know, where I need to be. (laughs) But another one, if you could take us back to that moment to, um, what led up to it and then the moment when you knew you were ready to take action and the steps that you took that led to your success. Oh my gosh, this is my favorite story. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I started seeing an executive coach while I was still working in corporate, trying to figure out what was next for me because I knew what I was doing was not right. But in the midst of three kids and a husband in grad school, and I, I don't know why, but I decided to train for a half marathon, all of this at the same time, it's no wonder I was too exhausted to do the work it would take to redo my resume and start looking for something new. Um, so it just never really happened, but I knew I was unhappy in the last role that I had. I remember several days driving to work in my empty minivan, praying that there would be a moment that day that would give me some kind of joy because what I was doing, it just was sucking the life out of me. It wasn't hard, um, but it was not the work I'm gifted to do that gives me the kind of joy and fulfillment that I want. And so I would just be praying this every day. Um, And then um, in February, uh, three years ago, I had the opportunity to go to a women's leadership conference. Um, And at that leadership conference, in the midst of a meditation exercise where we were asked to go to our happy place where there was laughter and joy and I couldn't find it. And in another exercise where we were asked to think about what we brought from being smart to being wise. And it was that I had found out that fear of not having money based on a a childhood experience was holding me back doing anything to change my current, current and comfortable circumstances. If I do this, I told a friend at lunch at that conference, if I do this, I'm afraid it's going to be like jumping out of a plane without a parachute. And my friend looked across the table at me and said, isn't it just as likely that there will? And it was at that moment that I knew that I would have to change things. So this was on a Thursday. On Thursday evening, I called my husband from this retreat and I said, honey, 
you better start praying because I don't think I can keep working there. I don't, you know, I don't care if I have to get a job at Gymboree, but I can't keep working there. And, um, he, he was so supportive and so kind and didn't become alarmed because, you know, he, he knew that, that I had not been happy for a while. So that was on a Thursday. And on Monday, I went into my manager and resigned. And what I tell people is it sounds like a three day decision, but it was a three day decision that was five years in the making. So that's my catalyst moment. I went in and resigned and my manager asked me, where are you going? And I said, I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really sure what I want to do. And even now, Jody, this year of my business, which will be officially, I'm in my, you know, year two and a half, it'll be three years in June. But even this year, I'm at a point where it's still evolving. It's still becoming the thing it needs to be. I'm still finding better and better focus to find more and more fulfillment. And the greatest miracle of all is that there's this parachute that's opened up financially that I, I cannot explain that has sustained us, that has made it possible for this business to keep going without impacting the household, um, that I think is, um, it's supernatural. And I would, because of my faith, I believe that God is really in the midst of this. And on my worst days, that's the biggest encouragement to keep doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I think you pointed to a couple of things that I really want to, um, highlight Tara was that when you were in your corporate career, even a neutral day was painful because there was no joy. It wasn't hard work. It was fine. But it gets to a point, I want everyone to recognize, it gets to a point where it things that are fine or okay or good enough really are not. Like we, ha- we have to, we can't kid ourselves any longer that if our work is not fulfilling, if we don't feel like we're contributing, we're actually hurting ourselves. There's no such thing as a neutral position. Right. And that in your business, even like without the quote unquote parachute, right? The guarantee that you will have a paycheck that because it's for you, because you're focusing on the work that you love and contributing, things are working out and you are finding fulfillment, even given, you know, the amount of risk it takes to have your own business. Exactly. And that, you know, really came to light as I was doing goal planning for this year and, I was stressing out about the goals and talking about it with my husband. And he said, why are you doing what you're doing? I said, to make money. He said, really? Then go back to corporate. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm -hmm. And, you know, had to go back and re, you know, dust off and rediscover my why. Because if I did want to earn more money, I could. But this is what there's a message here that I believe women need to hear. There's an encouragement that I believe they need. And I am in love with the idea of sharing practical advice and tips and tricks to help them know they are not alone and that they can be successful. 
That's a great segue, Tara, because what I want to know about next is how you describe your leadership style. You being, you know, someone who helps other people develop their leadership, you get the fundamentals of leadership that are important for everyone to have, the, the listening skills, the relationship building, you know, some of the management involved in it. But because we're all unique, we have different personalities and strengths, our styles are just a little bit different. And the and that's why I, I always say, like, there's no one way to lead. You know, there's no one way to be a leader. But if you're true to who you are, you will be an effective leader. So, Tara, how would you describe your leadership style? I think that mine, you know, it's an interesting thing. I would have maybe described it differently uh, three to five years ago. But I think the continuous threads are an inclusive approach to leadership that is dynamic in nature. I love to make things as interesting as I can. If if we have to give a speech about risk management, let's make it interesting and talk about Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. I mean, I don't know, whatever it is. So dynamic, um, it's important to me uh, to be relational. So to make an effort to understand the perspective of others around you. So you have to know them a little bit and try to empathize with their position and their perspective and where they're coming from. But then I'm also very focused. I have a a process-driven mind. Um, I just can't help it. Things kind of pop up into my mind in, in, you know, series of five bullets for (laughs) every solution. But um, so I, I, I approach solving problems like a puzzle. What is our end game? Where are we starting today? What are the five things that we can do to get there so that you don't have this problem anymore or you have this new product or whatever it is? If your team is having trouble um, getting along, well, what are the things that we need to talk about that would help you get along better? Or um, you have trouble um you have to go to a networking event because your boss invited you, but you really don't know what to say. You don't know what to talk about. You feel uncomfortable. Well, here are four practical things that you can do to get ready for this networking event. And you can feel more confident going in and more successful when you leave. So it just, so the leadership style that I think that comes out for, for me is to be inclusive, to be dynamic to be relational and to focus on the end result. And Tara, what is one thing that you're working on right now that you're really excited about and want to share with us? So I'm adding a new certification to my business, and this will allow me to take the concept of personal brand and make it come alive for people in a practical and useful way, not just um, some slogan that we put up on our LinkedIn profile, but how we can actually talk about ourselves, how we can think about what we want to do next. What job do we want to look for next? Or how do we talk about the things that we love about our job in a clear and concise way? Um, and it will also allow me to you know, work more broadly across teams so that we can understand We've got different personality um, personalities, but personal brands within this group, and they each have a place where they're going to be most effective. 
Let's figure that out and let's really increase your productivity. Let's improve the way you communicate. Let's make coming to the office more enjoyable. It works in the office and this certification will help me work with private clients as well to help them kind of put a clearer picture around who they are and what they have to contribute, whether it's to the people they love in their life or to their manager and their team at work. Mm -hmm. And you and I, again, chatted before hitting record. So I know the certification that you're going for. I've taken the personality indicator and read the book. And Ah. I love it. And that is going to be a very exciting value add for your business. Because just hearing you talk about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, you can use it that way. Oh, yeah, you can use it that way, too. Oh, that's exciting. So I love how you're bringing the work that you're doing and really applying what you're learning in the certification and bringing it back so that you're clients get the most out of it. I am pretty psyched about it. (laughs) I've been, I've been like toying with getting this certification for almost a year and I, I took the plunge. I'm so excited to do it and then to bring it out and share it with everybody. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side of things, Tara, what is the biggest leadership or business challenge that you're faced with right now? So, you know, I, I think there are two. We, we, we touched on this earlier. The first is very practical, and it, it also has to do with the certification. I'm a solopreneur. I've got to do my marketing, my accounting. I've got to develop my own content. I've got to deliver it. Um, and I've got to um, make sure that the wheels on the bus keep turning. Development is a part of that. Getting the certification is a part of that. And you know, carving out the time to get that and also still be present with my family, still maintain my marriage and uh, my social life, which I'm sure you can, um, you can relate. You, you, if you're doing work on your own a lot, you need to get out there and mix it up with the world around you. It doesn't work to, to stay holed up in your home office all the time or wherever it is that you may be officing. And so fitting this in with the time is important um, and, and making sure that that certification, I can get that and really put it into practice in all the areas of my business. And the second is this more internal challenge, and that is um, having to do with you know, something I mentioned a little bit earlier, and that is um, how to how to let my faith come alive in the work that I do. So. Um, Throughout this transition from corporate to uh, being an entrepreneur and doing what I do, you know, I've I've, people who know me know that relying on my faith um, is important and has been integral to that. And I had one of my uh, the women who was in a mastermind with me last year. um, She also coached me on writing a speech and it was just frustrating because it just never quite got there. And at the end of the process, we agreed there was still more work to do. But she asked me, Tara, is your faith important to you? And I said, yes. And she said, why isn't it in your work? (laughs) And then a couple more people asked me. Um, So I I took that as kind of um, sign and encouragement. So my challenge is really how to make that come alive, because I know I guess there's this fear that some people, it will make some people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, It might change 
uh, my client's perception of the kind of coaching that I do or the kind of speaking that I do. It's not an altogether bad thing, but it is a little scary to kind of step out there and, and effectively niche down even more. Um, but that's a challenge that I'm trying to push through this year. And just there's no better way to describe it than to say to make my faith come alive in the work that I produce. Mm -hmm. And you know that this is a question I've definitely been grappling with because the sense that I get is what I used to believe is like if I talked about spirituality or Mm -hmm. intuition, you know, I was going to scare the bejesus out of people, right? (laughs) People were just going to think I was a crazy person. I was a fanatic. But, you know, but you and I both know that 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 is not true. Um, and I think, you know, for the most part, the people who've been listening to this podcast know who I am, but what they didn't really know about me until maybe really recently was that I am a spiritual person. I believe in a higher purpose. I believe we're all connected. I believe there is a power greater than we are that we're all connected to, right? And that we're all one. And I find that the more I talk about that, the more people are reaching out to me being like, me too, me too. And people are hungry for it. I think there has been a lack of that discussion in our culture that has left people a little bereft, you know, Mm -hmm. and feeling empty. And now that I find that I'm talking about it more, people want to hear it more. Hmm. That is encouraging for sure. Yes. And you'll continue to grapple with it for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Take it away from you, but yeah, but yes, yeah, I feel like my sense. This is my opinion from my perspective. You are definitely going in the right direction. So this is this is fun, Tara. I have the Jody Flynn seal of approval, right? You there. do, you do. I'm you can. Energized. I'll write the testimonial. I have allowed Tara to talk <laughs> about her faith and her business. Go with God. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, Tara, now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, what is one practice you have that helps to make you a better leader? I know a lot of your guests say this, but I have a morning ritual that is critical to getting my attitude right and putting me in the right place to start my day. It's um, just writing down five things that I'm grateful for. Some days I'm more creative than others, but just remembering the things that I'm grateful for. And then I read some scripture and I meditate on that and and write some things down that that occur to me as I'm like thinking about how I can apply that to my life. Um, And a little bit of time in prayer. And then I, you know, I start my day. So that morning ritual, if I don't have it, um, it, the, it just seems like the day doesn't fall into the rhythm it ought to, or maybe I get more distracted than I otherwise would. I've just found probably in the last 18 months, how critical that quiet time in the morning before the world wakes up mm. is to starting my day in, in a really good, um, peaceful way. And Tara, what advice would you give your younger self? So this is funny. I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Um, I actually, I wrote an article I never published on my blog and, and it was all about, um, uh, dear younger self, 20 years from now, someone's going to ask you what you would have told yourself. (laughs) 
don't tell them anything. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I thought I thought about this and I thought about this. And so much of what happens to us makes us who we are and helps us make the decisions that we make. And yes, I wish that I would have known myself better earlier. But there's so much of what has happened to me and the choices that I've made that have made me the person that I am and able to speak the things that I speak that I wouldn't change. So I thought really long and hard about it. And I think I would listen more. I I would really, I think I would have done much better had I been a little more observant of the people in the world around me a little more empathetic when I was younger. I, I would say work hard and look forward, but be present. Just enjoy where you are. And Tara, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. I was so happy about this one, too. I love these questions. All right. So I, I put something up on my wall when I first started my business. So I have two, uh, Jody. One is a quote from Marilyn Monroe. Fear is stupid. So are regrets. So <laughs> jump out of the plane because it's just as likely that there will be a parachute. And I carry that one around with me and it's on my back wall. The other one is a verse that um, is kind of it, it's what we call a life verse. It kind of is the one that I go back to all the time whenever I get stressed out or um, worried or you know, wondering, getting preoccupied with what's going to happen next. So for those who are um, who um, have looked up scripture before, this is in Philippians. It's Philippians four, six through seven. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And the reason that I love this is because it doesn't say pray and God's going to solve your problem. It says, pray, ask, be thankful, and God will give you peace and he will guard your heart and guard your mind. And that's the promise. That's huge. I love that. Nice job, Tara. Good choices. (laughs) And lastly, what is the best way for this community to connect with you? Oh, lady, I have become a fan of Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So have I. (laughs) So I am on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. But that's the order in which I'm most active. So I would love for people to connect with me at Tara Lynn Foster on Instagram, Tara Lynn Foster LLC on Facebook, and you can look me up at Tara Lynn Foster on uh, LinkedIn as well. Awesome. And for those of you listening, you know you can find all the links and resources that Tara shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. And Tara, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. It is so my pleasure, Jody. All right, ladies, I'm going to talk straight because I know you ambitious, high-achieving, entrepreneurial women appreciate that. I know some of you are struggling and you find yourself saying, I know what to do to achieve my goal. I'm just not doing it. And you're struggling with having the time, energy, or willpower to move forward in your business or career. 
You may even be thinking you've developed adult ADD. I can help you with that, and you'll soon be surprised by how much you are able to get accomplished. No more going it alone, suffering silently while another year goes by. Send me an email at Jodi, J-O-D-I, at womentakingthelead.com, and let's get the conversation started. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.